episode of game pass grab bag i am your hardcore gamer host andrew and i'm one of your co-hosts keith the experienced gamer and i'm liz the noob and today we are going to be discussing my pick which was tomb raider the definitive edition by crystal dynamic which this game originally came out in 2013 on previous generation consoles so ps3 xbox 360 but this version got improved graphics and had all the new download content on it for free which was brought from the current generations of consoles so i picked this game because i did play it originally on the previous generation consoles but i know neither of you guys have tried this game at all so I just kind of wanted an excuse to go back into this game and see how the new improved graphics were and kind of how this game aged. And overall, I thought I was really impressed by it. What about you guys? Well, you mentioned for me, I actually don't have a history of this game. For what it's worth, my gaming days do go back to PlayStation being one of my first systems. So I feel a bit ashamed that I've never played a Tomb Raider in my life until now. Um, but going into it, I was excited because of that. I have a lot of history of what Tomb Raider is and what it is in terms of gaming, but I had actually never played one. See, it's funny that you say that because I only have played, I played one of the original Tomb Raiders on a PlayStation 2, which I actually bought from you. I borrowed, I can't remember what Tomb Raider was because I put in like maybe 15 minutes of it because I thought the controls were so terrible that I got so infuriated by the game that I quit. But that was my only experience with Tomb Raider. I... I have no experience with the Tomb Raider games. I actually didn't even realize it originated as a video game because I remember when, I think it was like 2001 or something, the uh, Lara Croft Tomb Raider came out. And that's the only... With the, what, what, the Angelina Jolie movies or something? Yeah, that's the only thing I knew uh... about Tomb Raider. And so I... <laughs> you're judging me right now. Oh yeah, that movie's so bad. I don't even remember it. But I yeah, I never played any of the games and I thought it was a movie first. And then... Um, researching the game i was kind of embarrassed but um so i my expectations were very meh i i didn't go into it thinking it was going to be that good to be honest yeah i mean when i first picked up this game like when it originally was on the last gen consoles i i also wasn't expecting too much because i i did play like a demo of like some of the older ones and stuff like that and any of the tomb raider games i just thought were just i know they kind of like a cult following and they had a lot of fans for them but to me i was just like ah, that just kind of looks kind of repetitive but I was thoroughly impressed with this series and like going on forward to like trying this whole new reboot of this series. So with the definitive edition, and this one came with improved graphics for the current consoles and improved frame rate. So I couldn't fully remember what the game looked like from its previous generation consoles, but I will say, at least with the improved graphics and everything and the movement, this game I think aged very well. For a game that came out in 2013, the environments I actually thought looked pretty impressive. They weren't jaw-dropping by any means, but overall, I, I thought the gameplay visuals were actually pretty impressive. I agree. So I, I would have to say I agree as far as visuals. That was probably one of my favorite aspects of the game. I think, as you said, that there were certain elements where it got a little bland at some points. There was definitely some moments where they just brought you to some absolutely giant peaks you know whether it's on a radio tower on top of a mountain and 
for a video game, I got a little bit of those sweaty palm feeling, if I'm honest, which is kind of cool because it's just a video game and it can make you it put you into that experience, I guess. Yeah, they did a good job with like heights in the game because that's one of my biggest fears is heights. Um, yes. But I thought it actually did a really good job, like actually kind of feeling like you are kind of on a high peak. And it also did a good job with the vistas with that, how you would end up going to these kind of hot, dark swamps, and then you go to these snowy peaks. And I thought they did a pretty good job uh, representing the environments. Same with um, one of the tombs that I went to. It was like super windy, and the effects were amazing, I thought anyway. Yeah. I thought they did a really good job kind of really putting life to the environments that you were going to. Because that was the thing I was always kind of worried about when I saw this game, where it's like, oh, it just looks like you're going to be in the same dark, dank swamp and maybe just go to some caves and they're all going to kind of look the same. But I thought every area of the world I thought was quite distinct. From the tombs being pretty different to go into some really dark caves that are just covered in bodies and guts and body parts. It was, I thought they were all very distinct and they actually had a really good graphic visual, uh, visualization to them. I thought it was interesting too. I felt like I would randomly come across animals and it would surprise me. Like I would just get over like this big fight scene and then there were some bunny rabbits or a pig and I was like, why are these even here? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the animal, the wildlife and animals were kind of strange in the game. Uh, There's definitely some moments where you're fighting in these weird little shanty towns and all of a sudden there's just a bunch of chickens that are running around and, and like you said a pig too and you're like okay well, it makes sense to have i mean i guess it kind of makes sense they need i guess they need to eat so it sort of made sense but i don't think they'd be sticking around as much as they were with all the gunfire that's going on but your character only needs to eat once and i think it's more of like a tutorial thing with like the the bow but i thought it was interesting that they had you like get meat one time and then you run into all these animals but you don't need them anymore yeah, I mean, you could. That's a good you, point. You could hunt them for like the currency to upgrade your weapons, but they didn't offer much. Yeah. So it was just kind of like a, a small thing you could do. It, it it added some life to the environment, but overall, the animals in the game were kind of pointless. But it was fun when they're not expected. <laughs> That's fair. Although I will say, I have to complain about this: the wolves in the game. Oh my word! The the respa. The the respawn time on them, the first fight you have to get in with them, I would run around a corner and those same three wolves that I had just murdered were back alive and ready to eat my throat alive. So I, I could have done without that. Yeah, but you only kind of encounter the wolves at the beginning of the game. And then there was like one other part in the middle, but for the most part, the wolves, they weren't too much of a nuisance because you only got to see them kind of at the beginning, mostly. That is true. It, and they were really the only enemy that actually did that in the game. So it... It was a minor inconvenience, but I, I did hate there it. There was that one random scene where you're in a cave and a wolf attacks you, and it's just like a tutorial kind of thing because you don't end up having to fight it or anything like that. No more wolves come, but it's so, like you have to do like the left stick, yeah, that thing, the quick and then time hit one. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was kind of just like an annoyance with like just the one wolf. It's like, oh come on, that's unnecessary. <laughs> well, actually, that just because you brought that up, I actually am curious now. What difficulty did you guys play this on? Because I played it on normal myself. I did it easy because I saw Andrew playing. And I'm not used to like shooter games and stuff. And I was like, I'm not going to make it very far. And then, yeah, so I did easy. So I ended up doing normal. I was debating about doing hard, but there was no achievement for it. So for me, I was like, well, what's the point of making a game more difficult for myself? 
and make it harder for myself to get these achievements when I kind of want to just re like live the experience that I've already had with this game. So I ended up just doing it on normal. And that's fair. That's fair. I guess. Well, I, I partially asked, hoping I guess that you were going to back me up and and you know show off our true point here that you played the hard mode. I was in the I middle. I do. If there's this in the bottom. And that's fair. I, I I know that about you. But what I was going to say about that too, or was curious because you or Liz mentioned the the left stick controls, and I feel like that came up a lot earlier than that wolf fight for me. And maybe I, I misremember, no, I but I'm wondering if something to do with the uh, the difficulty. Yeah, because I remember like that. I think the scene where she gets like attacked by that guy, and you have to like knee him and stuff. I think that was before the wolf scene too. I'm not positive. Spoiler alert: no. Someone oh, gets need. Yeah, when you get your foot caught. No, when, when the guys the attack. Yeah. Me. Yeah. No. No. The wolves come before. The- oh. 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 Um, I have a bad. Yeah. Memory. The 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 bear <laughs> trap is the first time. You're right. But to do kind of a quick explanation of what we're kind of talking about, uh, one of the big aspects of this game is that you do these moments that are known as quick time events. So it's a bit of a story moment, but it gives you quick prompts to either hit a button or to move the joystick in certain directions. So your character will either be falling down a valley and you have to try to move the stick to try to avoid obstacles, or you're being attacked by some bad guys and you're wrestling a gun, so you have to like quickly press X. There's these like handful of moments throughout the game where you have these events where you have to kind of try to battle and do the story at the same time. Which overall I thought did a really good job. I didn't think like they were too unnecessary, overbearing, because I can generally hate quick time events because they can either be so punishing, or they can be just so repetitive that they just drive me insane. But See, I thought they had good pacing in this game. I really disliked them because, for instance, there was one point that I needed Andrew's help because I didn't know when to hit Y, and I had to see the character gets strangled like 500 times and I'm like what am I doing wrong and it was such a simple thing that's all I had to do was hit a button and someone who's like new it just like it was such a big hang up and it was so unnecessary too I'm not fighting the guy I just have to hit this button and I didn't realize that it was like shrinking in which makes me sound like like <laughs> really dumb but I thought that was like the hardest part of the game I don't know it just it, I just wasn't good at it so I actually semi agree with you, if I'm honest, and I and I knew what I was supposed to do. A side note about it: it it's something you mentioned. This game is not for children. No. It is very, very it is violent. A very um, game. But it, 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 and we can get to that a little later. I just I just wanted to point that out because you were talking about the strangling. Uh, but honestly, I felt like some of the timing on those on those buttons were a little bit wonky at times, and it kind of got to me so there'd be times where maybe i only had to do it three or four times but i was just getting really frustrated because i knew it was just a simple task and i just couldn't get past it so i i was not a fan of some of those moments even though you're right they weren't overly difficult i don't think that there was so much wonky i think there was just a lack of explanation so for me i at least played this game before and i understood like what the prompts were saying but I don't remember like replaying this game and seeing a tutorial saying, hey, this is what's happening. Because they don't even warn you that a quick time event's happening. Like You just think, oh, I'm just going to put the controller down and watch the story. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, quickly do this or your character's going to die. And it's like, oh, okay, I guess I'm playing. There, is a, there wasn't much tutorial explaining the quick time events, which I think was kind of unfortunate. And there was something that was kind of confusing with that, like you just mentioned, how 
the story would be going and I didn't realize I was supposed to have started moving or I was moving and then I was like, oh wait, the story is going on. And it would go back and forth, back and forth. And at like, some point, like I was running, but sometimes it would take over. So I was just like holding the thing because I was like, in five seconds, it's just going <laughs> to take it over for me anyway. So it was just like, that was kind of a little wonky because it looked the same sometimes. Yeah, well, to my, my point too, kind of, I guess, is I guess I kind of knew it was coming. I'm used to these types of games. So once I caught on the first time that that's what was happening, I was pretty well prepared for it. And to be honest, maybe it changes when you play on hard difficulty, but it's basically always the same sequence of buttons. Like you pretty much always finish with a Y or you always have the left, right stick. So I knew what to expect. And I also learned a little bit early on, to your point, just never put the controller down unless you know you're safe because uh, because you never know what's around the corner i think to me it was about the timing there was times where i basically would just start mashing the y button as soon as it got close just to make sure i hit it because i couldn't i couldn't time them right so it felt a little weird see i did look at a couple of um youtube videos too and it seemed like the scenes that were like that combined the story were the same or at least that's like kind of the gist that i got as what i was playing on easy and they were playing on hard it seemed like the hard was just a lot more enemies i think that that was the big difference so from what i've seen at least with the other two meter games when you increase the difficulty it yes it increases the number of enemies it increases the damage they do but it also increases the difficulty of the puzzles your character has the ability to have objects in the world be highlighted to kind of give you a hint as to what you need to interact with to solve some of the puzzles. But if you increase the difficulty, they get rid of that. So oh. you have to figure out the puzzles more on your own. Yeah, I use but that a lot. But as far as the quick okay. time events, I don't think it affects the quick time events at all. I love that. So it reduces your survival instincts then? Basically, is that what it is? Yes. Okay. Yeah, see, and, and that was it was definitely a nice feature, but honestly, the puzzles, so this is another semi, I guess, kind of complaint or something i just didn't think was that impressive in the game the puzzles felt to me just more about timing they were all mostly easy to figure out it was could i time it right and with the way the camera and controls were i just felt them to be over over difficult to be honest see i disagree with you on that i i, I mean i agree with you on the part that there is a good amount of the optional tombs that were that are just these small sections of the game that are just strictly a puzzle and when you complete them, you get a big reward in the end. Uh, so I do agree. Some of them were about timing, but I did not think the controls were an issue at all. Every once in a while when I'm like climbing on a wall and you're trying to jump to the side, sometimes my character would jump in like the opposite direction, but I did not encounter it. I thought those moments were few and far between. I generally love the puzzle temples. I found for me that the controls that bothered me most was I'd be trying to do something like that that required a lot of timing. And, and this might just be my own fault, I'll be honest, but I would click a button maybe once too many, and then the timing that I needed, I would accidentally climb up onto something when I needed to be jumping off of the ledge entirely. And it was just it was just a little frustrating that I did have to run in circles three or four times to get it done. Sometimes it, it kind of sounds like your TV has like an input lag. I will say, I don't think it I may really be. had any of those difficulties. The only difficulties I'd say I had with the controls is generally during the combat, because the only time I felt like I would have a hard time is trying to like take cover behind things. There wasn't an exact button or anything to kind of put yourself behind cover. It was more just put your body back there and the character will hopefully kind of duck on its own. 
But a lot of times I didn't feel like she would properly be behind a wall and she would just start getting blasted by people. I'd agree. I yeah. thought I was doing something wrong that I couldn't duck down. I would have to like run and go behind a wall or something. But yeah. yeah. But that was like my only issue I'd say with controls. Because when it came to the combat, I thought it was very quick and easy to switch to weapons and I knew what weapon I was switching to because your D-pad is just up for your bow, down for your pistol, right for your machine gun, left for your shotgun. There's just only those four weapons, and I thought it was easy to quickly switch between them. And the combat I thought was really fluid. Like if someone's going up to melee you, you can quickly dodge them and then do a prompt to do either an instant kill or to at least damage them. So I thought the combat overall was pretty fluid. I didn't like the dodge mechanic. The, the we And purely because you had to double tap it, the weird crawl followed by a tumble to me just felt a little bit weird. Uh, but also... Maybe I've just gotten too used to maybe or playing too many first-person shooters recently. I don't know, but just the the third-person controls and it felt really weird. I I wanted some even just a small amount of of auto lock. It didn't have to be perfect, but just something that drew me in a little bit more because the characters would sway far too much in just weird situations for it to be to be good for me, or at least that I liked it. Yeah, I, I actually really liked the combat. I didn't do any of the dodging or anything. I discovered I wasn't good at it, and then so like I would just jump, and it worked so much better for me. But I actually, I really liked the combat. I love the weapons, and I love that as you go on, you can use your skill points to um, use your pickaxe as a weapon, which made fighting close up so much easier. Adding the fire arrows, which is another um, skill that you could add. I mean, I, I thought the bow and arrow was actually the best weapon because I felt like it took less hits to kill and then the fire it was an instant kill pretty much because it like it lit the person on fire but I yeah it I definitely really like felt it. like they they really let put a lot of love into the bow and I don't hate that I, I feel like that sort of is the essence of Tomb Raider and, and who Laura Croft is or Lara Croft is uh, she's, she's got her bow and arrow she's a hunter at heart I struggled with the rifle. That one, I thought that I couldn't aim with it very well. The regular handgun and the shotgun, I didn't have problems with. But I think the bow was definitely the best. I liked the rifle the most, actually. <laughs> um, but also, I, I agree with you, though, very much on the, the bow and arrow. I liked I liked the bow and arrow a lot. For me, I liked the yeah, bow was probably my favorite as well. So do you guys think when you upgrade your weapons, did you notice much of an improvement? No. Because for me, the only time I really noticed much of an improvement was either when you got one of the story modifications of the weapon, like uh, the fire arrows or um, like the grappling. But as far as like upgrading the weapon, I did not notice too much of a difference. No, and that was, I think, one of my biggest complaints about it was... I would get really excited that I had just gained all this salvage. I was just ready. Oh man, I'm I'm gonna go add the polished, um, you know, the polished muzzle to my gun, and it did nothing. It was really nothing. And and if it did, it was just because the enemies got harder in a way that basically made it all feel yeah. the same every fight. Yeah, it just equaled out. See, it didn't bother me at all. And like what you were saying with like being able to use your bow for different things, like getting to other places, the grappling and everything. I also thought that I didn't need 
advancement with the weapons as it went on because I was learning to be more stealthy, um, which is a, probably a, like a, a noob thing. But there were a couple instances where no, I, it's I best died. to go stealth. If I, you can save your ammo and kill people quietly, that's the best way. And to yeah, that was a major function of this game and too. I would go in just like guns blazing, and then I was like, "Wait, I'm gonna wait a second. And then, the, like, the people moved away, and so there was less people in the room, and then I would just go back and kill them later. And I was like, I've been wasting so many bullets just going in, shooting everybody, when I could be... And if you do a headshot, too, which I wasn't really focusing at, at the beginning, um, headshot, you kill them right away, and if no one's around them, nobody knows. So, I mean, I didn't think that you really needed an upgrade with the weapon. Yeah, I mean, you're probably the best person to tell us if you notice the difference, because I noticed... You got halfway through the game, and I noticed she had like 3,000 salvage, and I'm like, where'd you get all this salvage? I was like, have you been upgrading your weapons? And you apparently never upgraded your weapons. Dang. And then you did it a whole bunch. (laughs) Did you notice at all, like the difference once you upgraded them? No, but I feel like at that point is kind of when I had like the epiphany of becoming stealthier though. So I didn't notice any difference. And I feel really foolish that I didn't even know that you could upgrade them. Like, I, I remember going to the campsite and everything, and I picked, I did the skills, and I changed my clothing, but I didn't realize, like, the, the gun thing for some reason. The clothing is in the same tab as to where you upgrade your weapons, I which know. I think is so funny how I, you missed it. I'm very unobservant. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't notice a, a difference, because at that point, I think I was learning to play better, because I'm not used to shooter games, and I was finally catching on to better tactical stuff so see we'll we'll learn you someday liz you'll get there (laughs) but to me that it's funny though because i'm the opposite as soon as i found out there was a way i could like spend my currency i could improve my weapons i I was pumped for that that's what i live for in video games and while i never i don't know i don't ever expect a game to get to a point where i'm just dominating everything that's out there especially in a pve game because that would just be boring it just felt like none of my progression meant anything, and all I was doing was collecting for nothing. Yeah, I thought the exploration and collection of this game is really good. So, because every area has a bunch of little collectibles you can get that kind of tell the story, the backstory of this island and the people that have came there before, and kind of gives you more in-depth look as to what's going on with this island. So I like that there was quite a bit of things to collect, but I didn't feel like it was too much. I didn't feel like I was collecting just a bunch of random little trinkets. I mean, some of it was, but all of it's at least giving you experience points or it's giving you salvage, which is making you stronger. And then if you explore too, you can also find the puzzle tombs, which I think were one of the best parts of the game because I really enjoy the puzzle tombs. I think they're really kind of creative. But and then also too, in each area, they have they each have their own little secret challenges that you can do. I don't know if you guys noticed them or did you guys complete any of them? I did. Yeah, so, for example, I can't remember the exact area, but I I remember the first one that I actually did complete was burning five different banners of, of, I think it's uh, whatever the evil guys are that are are on the island. See, I would, like, that one in particular, I started... But I realized that after I'd already gone by some, and I was like, I don't want to go back. Yeah. <laughs> so I did. I did see them, and same with like the tombs. I didn't realize it, it'd pop up. There is there's a tomb nearby. Yeah. I didn't realize you could look at your map, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll stumble upon it. And then of course Andrew came home and was asked if I saw any. I was like, oh, it popped up, and he's like, did you look at your map? And I was like, no. <laughs> but I did end up finding one. Yeah, you did, have, did, you did it, a couple. So. I don't know if I realized that they popped up on the map, to be honest. I I know when I entered a new area, I would find one, and I at least 
kind of figured what to look for was what looks out of place. So I kind of had an idea of what it was, but I, I didn't realize I could have just been hunting with a map. That would have been nice. <laughs> so overall, what did you guys think of the story? I thought the story was engaging enough, and I kind of liked some of the ideas it was going with. But overall, like, I didn't care too much for the characters. I felt like Laura, like, they were really kind of trying to force these characters to have this relationship with Lara, but I didn't care for them as much. I didn't think they had much depth to them. Because there's, throughout the story, you know, some of your crew members are dying. And for the most part, I didn't care too much for most of them, except for maybe a couple of them. See, I really love the story, but I do agree with the characters. So I think that. It was kind of like a movie where everybody just splits up and then you have to keep finding the person over and over again because they keep getting in danger and they were cowards and wouldn't help each other out. So Lara was the only one that actually like cared about anybody else. Everybody else would be like, okay, I'm going to meet you over there. You go and save that person. And then I found out it really irritated me because I'm like, I really want to finish this game. Then my favorite character, the only other character beside Lara that was good dies like i was so mad i'm not saying who it is so i mean i'm not no big spoiler but i uh, i really want to finish the game but now i know i'm gonna be sad (laughs) so so it's funny because you brought up i think one of my i don't know if it's even a complaint to be honest but one of the things i think i liked least about the game to be honest as much as i liked the story it felt too much like I don't. I don't. I doubt Liz will remember this. Andrew, you may, and maybe are some of our listeners. But a, a game out there called Stuntman from I don't know, 10, 15 yeah, years ago. I, I think they even rebooted it a couple of times. But it just felt like I was doing stunt scene after stunt scene after stunt scene to a movie that I was watching, and that's cool. But it, it I didn't like it where it was portrayed to me in a way that it wasn't a movie. I guess because every time you would do something, you'd complete something. There's there's just too many way epic scenes i know it's a video game but it was a little ridiculous at points see i like it because it kept you on your toes so all of a sudden you like finish enemies and then everything starts collapsing around you and you have not only do you have to like run because the destruction is happening but then you realize oh crap i have to jump and i thought it was really exciting like like i was getting pretty pumped <laughs> I, I mean i see where you're coming from keith it is very unrealistic but yes it is a video game so that's why for me i think it's very forgivable because it's a video game. It's meant to be this, you know, crazy explosion actions and you're being this kind of, you know, awesome superstar, like fighting people and like jumping through chasms as they're blowing up. So I do I do know where you're coming from because I always think it's perplexing in these games where one of the characters, like one of your crew members is like a nerd and he's like, oh, I'm going to go to the ship and gather tools. And it's like, oh, you should go follow him. And, and to me, it's like, how are the other people traveling on this island? Because anywhere you're going, everything's collapsing. You have these equipment to make you travel. But it's like, how is everyone else getting around the island? Like, is there a path everyone's walking that I should be taking? Like, no why, am I ta- why, why am I taking the difficult route? So, I mean, I mean, that just means say this jokingly. Because I'm not, you know, faulting the game for it. Because that'd be a very boring game if there's just a lit path that you just walked in. Well, no. And, and I agree with you. I, that's, it's not so much that... I I think it was too ridiculous because I, I respect that it's a video game, but it felt like I kind of always expected the next bad thing to happen. And to a certain degree, also, I like to call Laura Croft in the series of the unfortunate events. <laughs> well, I <laughs> that's that's good. But uh, what I think, too, is I guess I was kind of bored with that fact is I wanted to live more of these exciting moments. I wanted to have my own path through 
you know, trying to slope down a mountain, but it was very much of, all right, I know, or I took a left here where I should have taken a right and I got impaled on a spike. So you just have to remember a series of left, right, left, right. And it just, it got a little repetitive to me. That's, I think, one of my biggest complaints about the game as a whole, to be honest. I mean, the thing I do agree with, kind of, I think what you're saying with the pacing of like these events that are happening is it did feel a little unbelievable where like one moment, you know, her foot gets caught in a bear trap or she ends up getting like a little bit impaled by something and they are just, you know, they're displaying Laura, Laura in this, you know, excruciating pain. But then within five minutes, she just like walks it off and like nothing's happening. Like, you know, she's, she's climbing mountains again after like getting her foot caught in a bear trap. And it's just kind of like, all right, like. I, that, that pacing's a little quick. How many times does she get impaled in the game? And I'm not even talking about when you screw something up. I'm talking about she falls off a cliff and his spear just goes through a little bit of her side. Like you said, just enough to make it hurt. Or she falls off. I've never seen someone with so many dramatic falls in the, in, in a video game. They're just yeah, epic. And, as, and someone coming from like the medical field, I just keep thinking, like, yep, yeah, nope, she has sepsis <laughs> now. Nope, she's, inf- she's going to get infection from this. Yeah, open wounds in a bloody pool of water. Yep, you're uh, you're getting sick. This all sounds like so good. I think she was looking for a medical kit. So, yeah. I mean, they had medical kits there. She did get you know? one or two bandages throughout this entire yeah. adventure. So, so you're right. I guess it all makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, because even at the end of the game, it's just like, she's perfectly fine. Like, I'm not going home. It's like, no, you need to go to a hospital. No, nah, I just want to keep no, hanging out on this island. So much. <laughs> You need to go to a hospital after this island. I will say, though, that we're talking about how it's unrealistic that all of a sudden she has no more damage and she's fine. I will say that something I loved about the game is that when she got injured, there wasn't a health bar that you needed to, you know, eat or, like, get some herbs or something. It was, like, once you walked away from the situation, you healed up. So if you were fighting a ton of enemies and, like, the red stuff is coming on the screen, you can just back away and then you're fine. And I really like that. Yeah, I agree. I it was, was... easy mode thing. Or... No, that, that happens. It might, I don't know, maybe in the easy mode it, it comes or goes away a little bit quicker. But you could even do it mid-battle, to your point, is, you know, if, if you could trim people down, the enemies, enough, you could kind of dodge around a corner, sit there for two or three seconds. And it, it was pretty forgiving. I, I agree with you there. Yeah, that is one thing I... So overall, yeah, I do think the game is pretty forgiving, which so it makes it very accessible to new people. Yeah, I I actually agree with that. It, so one of the things that I kind of joke about sometimes when I play these games is I think, would my mom be able to play this game? And from an accessibility standpoint, especially if you factor in easy mode, I definitely think she could. Uh, there might be some of the points, you know, again, some of the sliding down hills and every, you know, some of the minor details. I might have to, to get through those points for her, but I think she could do it. Now, the brutality aspect of the game, that might put her out of it. A lot of spears going through heads, a lot of slit throats. I, I don't know how she'd feel yeah. about that. Yeah, so I'm curious kind of what you guys think about, like, the very brutal death scenes. The only reason I could kind of think as to why they went this route for them is because since the game's so forgiving, I actually felt kind of like close to Lara. Like I really was like rooting for this character, and I feel like that was the way for them to punish you. Is that they would like kind of you're like yeah I really like this character, and then they just kill her in the most horrific ways to make you feel like a terrible person. Like yeah, oh, this girl was doing so well. Now look what you did to her. But then they just make you restart that scene like right away. I think it's that, or whoever was in charge of it just got cheated on. 
And like that was like his way of dealing with it. <laughs> the, and they were like, Lars, Lars models designed after his girlfriend, his ex girlfriend. Yeah, and they didn't have time to fix it. And they were like, crap, <laughs> you let the crazy guy do it. <laughs> that's, that's a good theory. I like that. <laughs> so the brutal deaths I thought were kind of a bit extreme, but overall, like, it didn't deter me or anything from the game. It just, I thought they were more shocking than anything. No, I i think Liz will agree with me on this point, but there were certain points where you're like, all right, I can, I've just seen my throat slit five times in a row. But there's also a weird part about it, I thought, where some of them were awfully boring, that whatever the kill sequence would be for it was just like, oh, I, I, just very anticlimactic. So I was kind of expecting everyone to be brutal, and then it would just be nothing sometimes yeah so i would say definitely the violent death scenes was my least favorite part of the game because it always made you feel bad yeah i felt terrible <laughs> yeah i mean i think my least favorite part was just kind of like the, the characters i just thought they were just kind of two-dimensional you kind of had your generic pompous i'm the doctor but you all got to cater to me but he's also a coward and then you had your typical nerd you had you know father figure so i thought the characters were just kind of generic and i didn't care for them too much yeah. I will say the voice actors I thought were really good. Yeah. I think my least favorite was Lara Croft um, when she was just like talking normal. But when, like during the high intensity scenes, I thought she was amazing. But I actually didn't think she was really British. And then I Googled it and she is. But like for some reason. The voice actress? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I mean, I've met British people. I mean, they all have different like dialects, like different, uh, different accents. But it just, it to me, it almost sounded like a fake, like a really like fake one. So I was actually really surprised that she was really British. But all the other voice actors I thought were really good, all unique. So yeah, I, I do agree with you as far as the voice actors go. I, I think they were, I don't know, maybe I didn't pay enough attention to them. But, and maybe, or maybe I just tried to play too much of this game in one or couple sittings. But I found, I found the game to get a little bit repetitive, a little bit boring, so... I would half pay attention to even the scenes that were going on, and I just kind of wanted to get through the game, if I'm honest. I, I found it to be a bit boring as a whole, was was probably my least favorite part, personally. See, I didn't think it was too repetitive, due to the fact that you kept getting new equipment that would kind of change the gameplay a bit. Very That's little, what I thought though. kind of kept the game a little bit fresh. But it was very but I minimal. also thought it was... Like for like yeah, you said, every now the the bow and arrow, like we talked about, the bow and arrow was really the pivotal point in the game, and that was really the only thing that changed the dynamic of the game. Sure, you get the, you shotgun. the shotgun that opened doors. Sure, but that was just another way to explore areas. It was, it just seemed like an overplayed concept to a game, like making you go back to old areas and things like that. Well, it's a style of gameplay. It's Metroidvanias it's kind of known as where when you get equipment you go back to old areas and it becomes fresh and new because you can explore new areas and dynamic of it all right that's fair i mean i'll give you that that might be a little bit of my i i don't always follow some of the the game threads or kind of the stylistic things of games sometimes i'll be honest and so that may be on me but it, i don't know i just found that a little bit of a nuisance i guess and it didn't and it didn't change the gameplay enough for me to go wow this is this is worth it it just felt like i was going back to collect more things that i couldn't collect earlier found it interesting how it kind of kept changing up the gameplay style cuz yeah it did encourage you to explore more which of course then also made it easier to get some of the achievements which unfortunately i don't think i'd recommend this game for achievement hunters due to the fact that unfortunately since this was a first of a series 
it was published by Square Enix and they really kind of pushed Crystal Dynamic to put in a multiplayer, which the multiplayer is terrible. When I played this game back on previous generation consoles, there actually was a community in the multiplayer. And even then playing the game then, the multiplayer is just something very tacked on. So because there's a multiplayer, half the achievements, five, about 500 of the gamer score is only obtainable in the multiplayer, which since this game is a bit older now, the multiplayer community is completely dead. I tried joining into a game and I only was able to join a game with two other people and it wouldn't load us into a game because you need a minimum of six people. So you could only get about 500 gamer score if you 100% the game. So unfortunately, I don't think this game was that great for achievement hunting. No, I I would agree with that as a whole. I, I didn't count it all out necessarily because I didn't realize how much of it was built on multiplayer. I thought about playing multi, but just never gave it a go. Um, but to your point, there is one interesting thing I found about the game. So with the achievements, you have one achievement to kill 50 enemies with a bow, 70 enemies with a rifle, 40 a shotgun, and 35 a pistol adding up to a total of 200. So this game encourages you to kill a minimum of 200 people. The original Tomb Raider, which this is a reboot of, had a much lower number. Could you guess what that would be? You're asking how many humans she killed? Humans. So enemies. We're not talking we're not talking about animals. I was going to say, yeah, I know she fought a lot of animals, and even at one point she fought a T-Rex. No, this is specifically enemies is what it refers to. You're talking about like the very first Tomb Raider? Yes. I mean, violence was always looked down upon. I'm assuming it's like something like 20. I'm assuming it's probably low. But I feel like she had to be fighting a group of people. So it is low, but the number is six. That is the... Specifically six. Six. There's six guys. Do they all have names? Ah, uh, gosh. I, I can, <laughs> can't tell you I looked that far into it. But it is six human enemies that she kills in in the first Tomb Raider. And you are encouraged to kill 200 and then some in this game. I mean, by the end of the game, I feel like you probably kill like half a thousand, I feel like. So maybe she deserves getting her throat slit. I don't know. She's kind of ruthless. Some of the guys are creeps. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm team, team Lara Croft. I, mean, uh, I got to agree with you there. Like... There's some real weird dudes in this. And actually, that's what I think is really interesting with this game that I I think this is why probably my bow is the favorite weapon of mine because I feel like it's probably one of the most brutal weapons you have. And I think this game does such a good job at making you really hate the bad guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In most games, you're just fighting generic Nazis or generic, I don't know, foreigners. It's always some other country <laughs> you're fighting in another game. So, but with this game... Enemies you're fighting are mostly Russian, but they are like some of mixed nationalities because of this is a shipwreck island. But they do such a good job at making these people just so hateable that it, you wanted to kind of brutalize these people yourselves because they what they're doing to you and your friends. Uh, well, not just that, too. They're just gross. I mean, the fact that she needs that guy in the you-know-wares, there's a reason she does that because... I don't remember exactly what he says, and it's not overtly sexual, but it is real creepy. And is, and so she so knew what she was doing. Yeah. yeah, she knew what she was doing. And so they do a good job in a weird way of like letting you know that these guys are creeps and need to die, I guess, in, in at least a video game world. 
In that scene, there was a lot of controversy, too. It actually made quite a few headlines. People were really upset about that that one creepy scene because everyone was calling it, like, the rape scene. But she, it, like, if you lost, she, that didn't happen. She was strangled. She was killed. So I thought it was kind of blown out of proportion, considering what could have happened to her, you know? Yeah. This is an island full of dudes. Yeah, that have been there for, like, 30 years, some of them. Yeah. Yeah, not a lot of diversity in those enemies. <laughs> no, there isn't. So overall, what do you think you guys would rate this game? Uh, currently on Metacritic, it has a score of 85, which to me I think is low. I think I'd give this game a 9. I think what it does, it does very well. I thought the story was pretty engaging. I just thought the characters were a little flat. I thought the combat was good. I really liked the traversal of this game, and I love the exploration, and I love the environments. Yeesh. Uh, I mean, I don't hate the game. I truly don't. I, I wouldn't give it a that highest score though for me i i guess to put it on a on out of 10 somewhere in maybe like the seven range i think it was really good i think the the details the graphics were great especially for a game that's now coming up on six years old it held up very well but again the gameplay to me was a little bit stale a little bit repetitive and just yeah i i it, it was perfectly mediocre to me See, I'm leaning more towards Andrew's thoughts because I, I would say I was torn between like, because uh, Metascore was 85. I was leaning towards either like a 9 or 9 point, or sorry, 90 or 95 because, I mean, if you, if you look at like the amount of video games I've played, I mean, it's a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction compared to what you guys have played. So for me, like with like last week's, I was like, oh my gosh, this game is amazing. And then I played this week's. And I'm like, this is so much better. Like, I can't believe I gave that last game the score. So that's why I'm trying to be more careful. So I'll, like, do you have to go by fives? Oh, so, I, yeah, I'm going to do 93. I said you can do whatever you want. Yeah, I'm going to do 93 in between 95. You can give it a 627 I... if you want, just so long <laughs> as you give us a reference point for where that comes from. Yeah, yeah, so I'm going to give it a 93 because I disagree with Keith. I was riveted by the story. Like, I wanted to know what was going to happen. I actually think... That, I mean, obviously we have to start playing next week's game, but I do want to finish this game. And besides, like, you know, more kiddish games like Mario and stuff, I've never finished, like, a real game. And I really want to finish this game. Like, that's how much I like it. I love the um, the weapons, the combat, the puzzles. I actually do like, like, I do have another character that I like besides Lara Croft. So I am dedicated with, like, the characters, too. I have to know what happens to them. So I absolutely love this game. I thought it was amazing. So currently, this game is full retail value of $20 on the uh, Microsoft Store. Would you recommend that price to a friend who doesn't have Game Pass? I would say maybe. Uh, again, because I'm, I am in the middle of this game. I certainly don't hate it, but I just don't love it. If I had a friend who I, I thought was really into these types of games, or maybe I was you know, just got an Xbox and I was trying to convince, I'd say, hey, 20 bucks isn't a bad price. Go buy it. I would prefer to pay 10 if if I knew what I was getting into and I knew I had You're to buy cheap. it. <laughs> <laughs> 10 bucks? Like, that's like an indie game. I just, but it's six years old. It's six it years is, old. but it does not feel six years old. Because obviously this is an updated, like a bit of an updated version, but yes, it's still the same core game. I'd I usually recommend the 60 bucks. It's a little bit on the shorter side, and the multiplayer is completely useless at this point, but it's still a fantastic game. It's well worth your well worth a trip. 
I was actually going to say that, Andrew. I was going to say, like, I think even, like, a full-price game now, which is, like, $60, I would recommend it for that. I mean, I the multiplayer and the length of the game, um, I agree with. It's a little short, but I think they put so much, like, effort and work into this game, the story. I think it's worth the money. Like, I would totally, I would totally pay that. And then the other question I have for you guys is, will you continue the story? Do you guys think you'll play the second and the third one that is also on Game Pass? Well, I'm kind of assuming that it will rear its head again around here. But if I were to do it proactively, probably not. I think that I would. The only reason why I'm hesitant is because we will be playing so many games for this. And I'm not like you guys where I can I can play a lot. <laughs> You know, I, I feel like I'm playing the perfect amount right now. Like focusing so you may, on one game. So you may us play the new other ones then. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, if we weren't doing the podcast, I mean, I, I definitely think I would. But focusing on other games is my priority. So maybe, maybe not. But I, I think it's worth it though. I haven't even played them, but I think it's worth it. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I think this just about does it for us. Follow me on Xbox at Firebird01844. I also will be streaming on Mixer with our next game, which, Keith, you are picking the next game. Which game are we playing? That's going to be Ori and the Blind Forest. All right. And where can people follow you, Keith? You can find me on Xbox as well, obviously. Gamertag Lil Fluffy. And I also stream on Mixer. Typically the games we're playing and or uh, whatever fun games I'm playing. And I'm Liz, gamertag, come on, I'm Dean. I don't stream because I'm not very good, but the other guys are. We're going to make you one day. <laughs> yes. You can follow us at Twitter at GPGBpod. Uh, like, subscribe to this podcast. We'd love to hear from you guys. Send us a tweet telling us what you maybe like us to discuss or tell us who you agree with or disagree with on any of our episodes. You can also send us an email at gamepassgrabbag at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you folks, so please, yeah, send us a message. Tell us if uh, what we're doing, if you like what we're doing. Love you. Uh, I hope you. <laughs> I hope you all have a great day. Bye.